Well, I can't believe this is happening, but we are back at the Insatiable Content Podcast, and I'm your host, Vincent Rossmeyer. Today, dear Lord, we are talking about Vanderpump Rules, season 10. I don't know how we've ended up here, but here we are talking about this show on this episode. My embarrassment could not be more thorough. Whatever intellectual integrity this podcast did claim to have is going to be destroyed by this episode. Thankfully, it will also likely be our lowest listened to episode, so maybe no one will notice just how far I've descended. To join me on this descent into the hells of Bravo reality TV, I'm joined by the woman who has made this all possible, who one might say coerced, cajoled, downright forced me to watch this show. None other than Kate. She's not a napper. She just naps a lot, Simon. So welcome, Kate. Welcome back, I should say. This is your third time on the on the show. I mean, that intro really makes me feel welcome. So thank you for the open arms here. Well, I just wanted to say, I think originally I was going to do for the intro this time, I wanted to do something, you know, a play. I'm a wordsmith, people often say. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I wanted to do a play on something about you're thinking my pump being no. ruling, but no. I figured that wouldn't go over well and might offend some of our female listeners, and there are just so many of them. Um, so, How many female listeners do you think you know you what? Have? You know what? I don't have the advanced demographics breakdown in mm. front of me, but uh, I can get back to you. I'm sure you'll be on a future episode. <laughs> uh, it's like a Senate committee. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway... I showed some restraint there. You're welcome. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Did you show restraint? You just blamed me for forcing you into watching a show that I want everyone to know. You willingly chose to sit down with me. I was very much like, I can watch this while you're gone. And that's not what happened. I willingly chose to live with you, which was one of the best decisions of my life. So I appreciate that. But how could I... (laughs) Great. How could I not watch it when it absorbed you and... I believe this all started with you texting me, have you ever heard of Vanderpump Rules? Here is this tweet. If you understood it, you would find it as hilarious as I do. Is that true? Probably true. And I think you were in Europe. Yes. And then I was intrigued because I'm just a man, flesh and bone. I like salacious gossip as as much as the next person. Mm -hmm. And that has led us to here. And I'm just going to be honest about this. All of this is just smokescreen. I'm a softie at heart. I actually kind of liked it. And this last episode that we're going to talk about, I think for the majority of the episode, was goddamn downright compelling. It's one of the best like hours of television I've seen I, in a while. And one of the most honest ones. Correct. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I feel like every time you show, we only cover topics that inevitably lead us to oversharing about a relationship. But... I think we got to forge ahead anyway. Um, okay. This is, <laughs> as I alluded to earlier, um, which may or may not be a lie, you made all sorts of threats uh, to both my body and none of this happened. Body integrity and my livelihood. Absolutely none of this. Happened. Um, so we watch this every Wednesday, and when I say every Wednesday. We started using the Sling DVR function, uh-huh. which I didn't even know I had. Yeah, and I still don't know how to use it. No, you don't. I have to touch. <laughs> I have to handle the control. But you know that that's just how it goes. Now, to me, what's th- like what I found so compelling and why we had to watch it right away every single week mm. was that eight o'clock on the dot. You you know we don't have to get 
nasty. Okay. <laughs> um, is I felt like I could enjoy it as much as you could, even though you have watched, I think, every season. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm a complete novice. And in, a, in doing the pre-reading for this, because, you know, I do research because yes, I take this, this is podcast. a professional outfit. Yep. Professional outfit. <laughs> I do a lot of research for this. It seemed very clear that, like, one, I haven't really missed much. But two... I, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Um, but two, <laughs> that... The show seemed to have really lost its momentum yes. for a while, As and I this brought Tom it back. As I believe Tom Sandoval would say, it lost its mojo. Hmm. So maybe the show had to go off and fuck his girlfriend's best friend. Wow. We're just going to get right into it, I guess. We're not going to beat around the bush here. Um, I guess no pun intended there. Um, I had never seen... There was no pun! I, I think... You know what? Okay. This is a classy outfit. We're not going to get into <laughs> the euphemisms of what Bush can be used for. Okay. Anyway, so as an old Wizen fan of the show, why don't you start by telling the audience, yes. the large, large yep. audience, yep. Um, hopefully your sister's listening to this, she to this time. Not. I know. I know you say that every time. Um, but why you like this show, why you wanted me to watch it. And then also why this season was so compelling. And then I promise, listeners, next week we'll get back to our normal coverage of like postmodern literature. We'll cover Gravity's Rainbow, Infinite Jest. And um, I will not be invited back. Well, those are books, Kate. They're called novels yep. um, written by white men, uh-huh. uh, highly intellectual. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, but yeah, the next time we do a reality TV show, you will be invited back great. or a show about stripping. So great. Great. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So I don't, I mean, Vanderpump Rules has, as you said, this is the 10th season. It has been on for 10 years and I have watched every episode of every season as it was airing. Um, so I guess this is me outing myself as just a, a trash person. <laughs> um, and so what's so interesting and i think there have been a lot of questions as to why this particular kind of scandal this season has really rocked you know so many viewers um and the the cast members themselves is because this is a show that is like just fully predicated on cheating it started as a backdoor pilot of a real housewives franchise where a housewife confronted one of these cast members on vanderpump rules for cheating with the housewives from her husband. So, like, that is where we started, was with a cheating scandal, an affair, et cetera, et cetera. But what the show really was when it first started was, you know, a group of 20, 30-somethings who were working in Lisa Vanderpump, a real housewife of Beverly Hills, in her restaurants in L.A., um, vaguely struggling actors and or musicians, but really the job was to be on TV. Um, and to seemingly, you know, from my perspective, engage in like ongoing rampant alcoholism. Oh yeah, big time, big time. And I think that's Which, you know, cheers. By the way, we're we're drinking a cocktail. I came up with we myself. Are. Yes, cheers. cheers, great. Um, yeah. So a lot of alcohol, a lot of I think behind the scenes drug use that um, we're like kind of starting to talk about, but wasn't being admitted to before, and just a lot of. Affairs within the friend group. There were several marriages, at least one divorce. Um, everyone's, not everyone, but a lot of people are cheating on their partners um, and just pretending it's not happening. We've had some cast members fired for racism and other things. But that's that's every Bravo show. So that's, 
Well, yeah, this time they got fired. Either that or going to prison for extorting old people. Yes, yes, defrauding elderly people. But um, so where we are kind of in this season, in season 10, is there's really four major players who we're going to be focusing on, I think, and that is... Um, Tom Sandoval. There are two Toms, so heads up. He's the one that looks like a goddamn pirate. And from the moment I saw him, I was like, wow, you're adopting... Your look is to look like Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean in 2023 and think this is a good thing. It's like disco pirate, but he can't even fully commit in a way that's very disappointing. What would would constitute fully committed? I, I just... I don't know if he wasn't such a trash. It just feels like a persona. I don't think anything about this man is authentic or genuine. No, no, that so, is true. So we do have Tom Sandoval, the pirate, um, and his partner of like nine years, Ariana. Um, they originally got together on the show by Tom cheated on his previous girlfriend with Ariana. So there's a bit of like how you get him is how you lose him, but we'll get to that, I think. Um, How'd you get me? And I'm not going to answer that. Um, and then we also have Tom. Well, no. Do we need? Yes. Okay. Tom Schwartz, who is Tom Sandoval's best friend. And then um, Raquel, who is, it turns out her legal name is Rachel, um, who is Ariana's best friend. So we have the couple, Tom and Ariana, and then Raquel and then the best friend Tom. And I think for simplicity's sake, we'll probably just be referring to the Toms as Sandoval and Schwartz. Yeah, which is forward. what which is what they do. That's, are, I mean, when you're like in in the know, that's yeah. just and tips of the trade. Who is not? Who is more in the know than right, this right, guy right, right here? Um, I would have to say though that like t- Sandoval and Schwartz have a weird. Very weird relationship. It's unlike any. I mean, they're male like stupid codependent. Stupid and, codependent. And immature, and they cover for each other's like indiscretions and infidelities and stuff. I thought they were like secretly having an affair when I first started the show. And that has been a long-term fan yeah. theory. So, so. But anyway, I think that was. Yes. A, I think that was a great recap. Thank you. What that led us up to was yeah. the episode Wednesday night, which, as I alluded to. I thought was one of the most compelling things I've seen on TV, certainly in the reality TV space, in a long time. I think it was a really good representation of women, not just Ariana, but Mm. her entire friend Mm -hmm. group, standing up to a shitty, abusive male. Yeah. And I was really impressed that in that scene, one of the characters, Shauna, is that how you say her name? Sheena. Sheena. Sheena Shea. When she confronts Tom at the Mm -hmm. end about his cheating Mm -hmm. and says... In tears, I guess they were really close at one point. I can't be friends yeah. with you. Yeah. I love that. I think yeah. like their need to, the thing that I found compelling was there are repercussions to actions in real life. Mm-hmm. There are repercussions on this show. And then to me the ultimate thing about it, so jump off of this wherever you want yeah. to, was the meta aspect that as a the audience we're watching the entire season through the prism of we know what's happening because yes. this scandal broke in March yeah. and the show, the rest of the season was airing and the cast wasn't caught up to us. They didn't know what was happening. I think some of the characters had inklings mm-hmm. of it, but they didn't know for sure. And so we almost like in a murder mystery, like a murder she wrote or something, we know the killer before the people actually in the yeah. show. And that made it really compelling to then when we all caught up in real time to see some of the best stuff I've seen on TV in a while. And I will, I think we need to actually go over at some point what Ariana said, 
But anyway, that was what got me so into the show. Yeah, so what the episode last week was is that, as, as Vincent said back in March, news broke that Ariana found out that Sandoval had been cheating on her with her best friend Raquel for a one night stand which turned into a few weeks which turned into this was like an eight month affair which means it's probably been going on for much longer um and production had wrapped they weren't filming anymore the the season was actually airing stuff that they had filmed last summer and then within days production picked up cameras and they put all these poor people back on television and so like ariana finds out on a tuesday or a wednesday night and i think by friday or saturday they are in her living room filming a, this confrontation between her and again her partner of almost 10 years and so it was so genuine and it was yeah. like you were seeing it unabated yeah and that conversation where she was just like you got to see him try to weasel his way out of it puts like i think we all know people who have done this where mm-hmm. he just kept trying to blame the distance that had grown up in the relationship yeah. as the cause of the cheating and as you and i talk have talked about many times like it's just so easy not to cheat mm-hmm. it's just so easy not to cheat yeah. that when you see someone trying to justify their behavior like great your relationship wasn't working break the fuck up and then when he was trying to uh like say to her well, I tried to break up with you and you wouldn't let mm. me. It's like, that's that's not how relationships work no. when you're an adult. Like, you're not dealing with a child who has to remain your child. Right. You can break up yeah. at any time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I really liked and appreciated about that scene was, as someone who has been in a vaguely similar situation, she was so composed and rational in a way that I think she's probably like making her way through her stages of grief in a non-linear way like we all do but like she got to him and had this conversation and like just laid it all out there and every time he tried to make an excuse she was like yeah but no you are lying you didn't do this you did that and like it's the kind of thing that I'm sure that so many people have wanted to be able to sit down and really say to someone who has hurt them and it's immortalized now like on TV yeah I mean yeah yeah yeah. but like I have never been that level-headed or logical or or just calm in any kind of situation like that and I thought it, it was really incredible what she was able to get across in a way that was like unimpeachable he could not argue with her after a while and so he started yelling and when that man is the one yelling like he has lost he also yells a lot I will just say and as someone who the cocaine <laughs> who is uh you know prone to yelling especially mm. when I'm driving um, I I wanted to sympathize with it, but he does it only when he's like caught out and wrong and yes. panics like a little child yes. being caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Yep. And also he makes the most irrational arguments. I love like when he was talking about in an earlier episode about how their dis- uh, relationship had grown distance. Do you remember he was like, we need to do more things together. And she's yeah. like, we can go like, I think it was I like have a picnic. I want to take walks. I want to cook dinner and listen to music together. And what was his response? He wants to take, sh- take shrooms and watch the sunrise. And it's like, that's not quality time. No, and you, I want to be clear, these people are all approaching or at 40. Like that's, I think, you, an important and you part shouldn't, of this. Like you should probably be able to enjoy your partner without being in an altered state. Yeah. I like, all for mushroom use, do your drugs. But like, if you're like, you won't do mushrooms with me and that's your excuse for why you've grown distant and you therefore have to cheat, um, seems pretty lame. Now, I have the quote up here, because again, 
you did your preparation. research. I don't feel like I should read it because I'm a I'm an example of toxic masculinity. So uh -huh. I think, but I think it's worth reading her quote that she said to him because. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's there's two quotes here. Yeah. And I just think they're amazing. And like you said, it's like Costanza coming up with the jerk store line, right? Like the perfect line afterwards, except she has it in the moment, she which has is it what in we the moment, all which want. Is really incredible. And there was something, and I know that this is stupid to like find strength in a Bravo reality show, but like this honestly felt kind of empowering and kind of incredible for, again, someone who wishes she could have said these kinds of things. Um, so, okay, I'll go ahead and read this first one. So she said, you got a little bit of money, a little bar, a little band, and then this girl is going to act enamored with you because that's what you want. You want someone to just gas you up. That girl is searching for her identity in men. Oh, what a line. It, and so true. She has no identity of her own, willing to stoop so low as to fuck one of her best friend's life partners. And that's someone you think is a good person you should be around. <laughs> I mean, it just, and it gets right to the heart of it and really exposes like all of the idiocy around his plan or his, his plan of action here. Well, and really calls out the whole idea of like, in any cheating situation, like you have to assess the person for who they are and someone who's willing to yeah. do this. And if they're willing to do this, by the way, I don't think we mentioned, Ariana is going through like... Her grandmother oh. has died. Her dog that she had for 18 years died. She's trying to start a business. She has like expressed to him over and over that she is struggling. Also, didn't she loan him money to open yes, his business, which took, will not open? Yeah, he took a lien against their mortgage for his business. Um, no, and she's been super clear and communicative about like I need you to be here I need you home and he like has been lying and lying about he couldn't get a car home when her grandmother died and then wouldn't even fly with her home to the funeral well, then, just like trash behavior and we learned that I mean this would this if I had been in her position this would have made me so mad but the first night he uh like confirms that he had sex with Raquel yeah. <laughs> he did it in a car outside their house and then lock, had locked himself out, so then needed his wife, Ariana, to let him back in. I mean, it's and just this like- this the day her dog died. Like, I mean, it's just, it's- It's a lot. It's so narcissistic. And I think when she says, like, you've picked this girl because she has no identity, she's looking for her identity in men, it's like, he just wants a mirror. You know, that's that's what he's looking well, for. And he, doesn't he does want not want a person with needs or or a life or things going on he wants someone who is empty who can just gas him up well yeah, as she says but I, like i dated someone at one, some point who thought everything i did was perfect and it was the worst relationship mm. i've ever been in obviously you think and notice all of my flaws you point out how terrible i am all the time and that's why this works right like i think that's over but no it. <laughs> but it would be it was terrible because it was like Come on, like yeah. you don't have to do everything I do. You don't have to try to do every, like take an interest in everything I do. We can have separate identities. We can be our own people. And also like you not being able to realize that I have flaws mm. is not the basis of a like rational relationship. Right. Anyway, read her second quote. Yeah, Wait, so the second thing she says was, I regret every moment that I stood up for you, defended you, supported you. You're worth nothing. And I want you to feel that deep in your soul. I want you to hear those words coming from the mouth of the woman that fucking stood by you and loved you and was ready to build the rest of my life around you. I regret ever loving you. That last line is like, 
that could be like I've, I've read comparisons to this and I truly don't think they're exaggerated to this almost being like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf mm-hmm. uh, or even like a Harold Pinter play. <laughs> We're so highbrow and literary on this thing. You're welcome. Mm. Um, but I think that last line is key. Like if someone said that to me, that is biting. Like, yeah. Like, if you ever say that to me, it's, it would destroy me. Yeah, that is a really course. terrible thing of to course. say, right? Like, so I think that made for this episode just being immensely, immensely compelling. Yeah. Um, I think we should also talk about some of the ways the other people on the show responded. Mm. Um, well, well, first off, part of the issue that I didn't get, and you helped explain this to me, is why are they still living together when she knows this? And yeah. why hasn't she moved so, out? I don't know that we know for sure, but they co-own the house it is not a cheap house they lived in a shitty little apartment for like six or seven years to save up for this um but then his it must be all his earnings from his band yes correct the band that he pays everyone to show up their session he's basically like james dolan owner of the knicks Mm, that that reference is lost on me oh my god you're gonna have a field day googling this afterwards it's it's a delight (laughs) no so i think that there's just a lot of financial considerations tied up in it and i also think that sandoval is too stupid to realize he has lost like that is the one who should leave the house she should be able to stay there as they unravel this and he is just too stubborn and too stupid to realize that it's a lost cause but also a good another good argument for something we've talked about many times which is a prenup Right, hmm. like yeah, they but they weren't married. Yeah, but I think when she be, I, couldn't you do one even if you were to do domestic partners? I don't know. Well, anyway, always, always the argument for that, yeah. and I just, I just want you to know if we ever get married, mm. the wit and this bod go with the prenup. So you're losing all of this, not just the financial assets that I bring to this relationship. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. the, I, I wish our audience could see your face right now. Cause, famously a visual medium. Yeah, yeah. well, you. <laughs> let me know when you want to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> I will not. Um, but one thing I really didn't like, and again, n- complete novice to this show, was Lisa Vanderpump, the you know uh, titular c- character yeah. of all of this. She's kind of the matriarch of all of this. Tom but... goes and has an absolute, Sandoval goes and has an absolute breakdown, which was like, as I was watching, it was like, come on. This is the most, uh, this is like such a blatant attempt to try to manipulate someone. He only cried once, and that was to his best friend, Tom. Did not cry with his girlfriend, did not cry with Lisa, did not cry with any of them. No, he just got angry with them, right? Well, or just like kind of, he he sort of heaved against a window. Right, well, that was with Lisa, but I really didn't like Lisa's response, where she was basically like, well, this pretty young thing threw herself at you, and you know, you as a man just, you know, you suddenly realized, oh, my, I'm middle-aged, and it's it's like one of those things where it's like young women throw themselves at me all the time. It's not that hard to say no, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do think that Lisa has, it's a very old school kind of patriarchal, the call is coming from inside the house response to a lot of this when this has happened to other people on these shows. Um, and it, she just gives the men so much more leeway than yeah. she ever does the women. And this goes like for professional stuff, for work stuff, for relationship stuff, all of Why it. Why is she backing their restaurant? They seem utterly incompetent. Yes. I also just, on a side note, I fucking love the fact that like, again, this is what made it good for me was like the, the meta aspect of this where they are acting like they're in a, you know, like scripted TV mm-hmm. and yet their restaurant 
which was already fledgling, the two Toms are opening a restaurant called Tom Tom? I no, believe. Tom Tom was already open. This one okay. is called Schwartz and Sandy's. Which is also just... Some of the worst branding. Just terrible. The terrible naming. Uh, but because this all happens, now Yelp reviewers have destroyed the restaurant's ratings. Yeah. And so in reality, the restaurant is going to just hemorrhage, continue to hemorrhage money, which mm-hmm. again is like... That is, I think, actually great that there are consequences. Things actually have meaning. But it sucks that it affects other people. And I think that's the number uh, one thing about him is he gives no thought to other people until it's convenient. So now he can blame Ariana and her friends for fucking up his business um, when he did not care enough about his own family to not cheat. Right, like, again, I, I again just, it's the causal thing. The priorities thing. are so yeah. messed up. And, and when he chooses and chooses not to care about people and their livelihoods and their lives. But I thought Lisa Vanderpump's response was such a stark contrast to Ariana's, mm. which I, I, it felt very generational, yes. right? It was, it's like, I remember my aunt responding to uh, like the Trump allegations. Well, I mean, I think we all, like the, the yes. certainty of Trump's yes. behavior <laughs> and being like, oh, I got sexually harassed all the time right. back in the day. That's just what you had to do as a woman. And it's like, but why why do we just tolerate this right, with men? Exactly. Um, exactly. And so I appreciate... I think it's also, and I felt this way for a long time in the way she responds, I think this is very indicative of Lisa Vanderpump's own marriage and relationship and what she does or does not see or let slide or yeah, any of those things. That's interesting. I would have no commentary on that because obviously I've only watched one season of the show. Yes. Um, so why don't we turn now a bit to the actual interactions between Sandoval and Raquel, which I also found fascinating. Oh, God, um, just... First off, I mean, can you believe their age difference? Because I can't believe someone dating someone more than a decade younger than them. Any, I mean, I feel like your limit should be around nine Nine months. Nine years. Nine, nine years. years nine years. Maybe six months. I think that uh-huh. is the absolute limit uh-huh. that anyone should have in an age yeah. difference. What do you feel about that? Because otherwise, I just think it speaks of desperation. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. okay agreed. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you weren't expecting that one, were you? Well, it's, it's, it's in the notes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, but. She, I don't actually... But she's not as young as she seems. No, but she's she... She's like 29. I think the thing that I didn't get was, it was like, I don't know how to say this without just saying it directly. Hmm. She's not attractive and she's one of the stupidest people I've ever seen in any capacity So anywhere. I think she was prettier and then she had some questionable work done and then she started kind of to just single white female Ariana a little bit with the haircut and some of the clothes in ways that were not flattering on her. So I just... But yeah, she's real dumb. Real dumb and does not seem to understand interactions with people or even like normal human emotions. I mean, even this scene when Sandoval and Raquel are seen like together for the first time after all the news comes out, it's like she's just reading lines she rehearsed and does not understand them. And she, I honestly think... And the reunion, they have reunions at the end of these shows for the uninitiated. It's going like to be three me. episodes, so you, buckle in. Oh, I can't wait. But <laughs> I guarantee you on that, she is not going to understand quite why she can't be friends with Ariana anymore and is going to want to be friends with her. Yeah. And, not, and the rest of the group. And not yeah. get why this would impede that. Correct. Because I f- almost feel, you know, she's 
like sociopathic behavior, as does he, but in very different ways. But like, maybe he's just a narcissist. Yes, but like, I think so. But she is just like, she has a complete detachment from the way actions impact other people yeah. and the way f- we all have feelings. It was biz- almost bizarre to watch at some points with the way she just expected people to continue to like, want to be around her yeah. after she did terrible things. Yeah, and there was a, a moment in the preview for this episode that didn't make it into the final cut of this this time in there in her apartment the two of them where she's like everyone just thinks we're pathological liars but we're not and it's truly that's that's the only thing for certain <laughs> i don't like right i don't know anything else about this situation but the one thing i do know is that both of y'all have lied and you've lied a lot she just is living in a different reality and i really think she thinks she won something yeah like she had a goal she wanted this and at this point, when they filmed this back in March, I really think she thought that the two of them were going to like ride off into the sunset together. No one was going to have a huge problem with it because they were in love or whatever. And like this was her fairy tale. Like it's really, really bizarre how divorced she is from reality. She's also someone that puts up rotating star. Her galaxy lights. Galaxy lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that like I had in my children's sure, bedroom. Sure, sure, sure. All if of they, my college students have those. If they yeah. have it as an adult, I'm going to be worried. Yeah. It's a bit strange. But I think that's a Sandoval thing. Well, I want to be... To wrap this all up, I want to get to some of the larger ideas mm-hmm. that, about this that I actually... I'm being completely sincere about like that I actually think this show provokes. But the one biggest disagreement you and I had that mm. I think we have to talk about is the Katie of it all. Yeah. Katie is Tom Schwartz's ex-wife. And you have a tremendous amount of sympathy for her. Mm -hmm. And she, up until recently, was probably the character I liked the least on the show. Well, and I think probably most of the fans liked her the least for the past 10 years. Um, And I do have a lot of sympathy. I think that for sure she's acted out of pocket in a lot of ways. But I have a lot of sympathy for her because... I mean, I think as, as we're seeing now that the Toms are kind of revealing themselves for who they are, either people who cheat, well, they both cheat, and cover for each other, um, that she was stuck or in like a super, I think, verbally and emotional abusive or at least toxic relationship with that man. And that makes you not a super fun person to be around and like not a great friend all the time. And I think I I am pleased that she's getting a little bit of vindication as this whole scandal is playing out because we're all seeing her ex for who he is and the person who she probably saw every day for like 15 years. And I don't actually think we focused on what a terrible person he is. Like He's spineless. He is, he is spineless, but also like has tried to make it seem like he didn't know, even though he did yes. know about this affair. And then is like, but this shouldn't be impacting my livelihood in the restaurant. And now it is and feel sorry for me. Like yeah. he is the ultimate like person who tries to generate sympathy for yeah. you when you're like, no, you are, you are the cause of the problems in your own yeah, life. Yeah, I think he is a classic case of a person who things happen to. Yes. As we've talked as about. we've talked about yeah. and we don't like those people no. um but i think the thing for me with katie was that that i had such problems with was she they have a wedding in this uh season which she attends even though she well she she goes, she goes to the same to resort, the resort even though she's not friends with the bride the aforementioned she was uninvited she was uninvited and that was like i'm like 
you can't expect the bride to be happy that you're there. But this is where it gets complicated because and they are characters on a show exactly. and it was her job to show up and film. And she couldn't... I thought that's part of why also this last episode was really interesting because they talked about the the framework of the show and how that works and how that affects their lives and things that are on camera and off camera and all that. But at the time when they were filming that wedding, she couldn't say, I don't want to be here either, but this is my job and I have to show up. I just wish they would say that because I actually... I do too. This is what gets into the larger idea I want to like talk about to finish up is that the show was at its strongest when the fourth wall was completely mm-hmm. broken down. Yeah. And we were like seeing... There was no presumption of this is reality TV. It just was like we are... It was, it was almost like documentary. And like... So the thing is, we all know as an audience yeah. she's there because she's contractually obligated to be right, at the, right. this thing even though she shouldn't be, but it would be better if she, instead of just trying to fake like we don't know that, to just be like, no, we all know that, and that's why I'm here. Let's just do more of that in real- reality TV in general. Well, and I fully agree with you, and I think that's why, especially with long, longer-running shows like this with kind of set ensemble casts that don't change over a ton, there comes a point when you transition from this is a show about 25-year-olds working in a restaurant to this is a show about 35-year-olds on TV. And we're never really honest about that transition. They all still kind of pretend to work in a restaurant or whatever it is. You know, it's a very... Like, but they're also all leveraging their position on this show to do side businesses. Totally. And, and to the, varying degrees of success. the framing and the narrative yep. never changes to yep. catch up with that. And so I think, again, when in this episode, this, this most recent episode, they did talk about yes. what that means to be on the show and all the things that go along with that that's when i thought we were getting somewhere really interesting and honest because it's been and i think this happens with a lot of shows like this like at some point we all as the audience and they all as the people in it realize that we're watching something completely different than how it was originally intended but neither of us can really say that so we're just kind of winking at it no it's almost like you know the phenomenon of like how your parents sort of always see you as you were at 18 mm-hmm. and they can never see you differently mm-hmm. right but at the same time what's so strange about that to me is like with this type of show it's like the audience is aging the audience Mm. is changing as we're watching this and so like if you were watching this as like you know I I have a different response to the show even than you just because of the aforementioned age difference right Mm. like where like uh, the like middle life crisis that this Sandoval is having is so repellent to me because I'm like get your shit together you are such a cliche how can you like how can you allow yourself to be this way but like a 25 year old would have probably have a very different response to that mm-hmm. so like i think what i would i like i want to be clear i'm not 25 <laughs> oh god no. no as we said over a decade would not would not be acceptable <laughs> um but so it's like one of those things where i just wish i think reality tv would be better if it was as honest as this was mm. and gave its audience more credit rather than just focusing strictly on the salacious things and i go back to you also at one point had me watch for a bit the real housewives of salt lake city yeah. i couldn't get through that we i don't think either of us finished that season. that was yeah. just terrible but the thing about it was there was a character in the show who went to prison for um defrauding old people yeah and all the characters, as she's like being g- going away or throwing her in a away party and treating her like we're we're ride or die with her and we're her best friend. She's clearly innocent, and it's like no, she's clearly not. And she yeah. did something reprehensible. Yeah, it, it's nice when it's like we're not just going to act. Yeah, like this. Sh- like we're, this should all be copacetic. Yeah, 
And, and I, yeah. No, and I think you're exactly right. And just to kind of put a button on this, maybe I don't watch the Kardashians, but I think that they've probably done a successful job of transitioning from look at this wacky rich family in Calabasas to we are people and public people on TV and we're very aware of it. Like, I think that show in a way has probably grown with them more than a Vanderpump Rules stage yeah. has. Well, and acknowledge that like you have them like i think one of the things i always find fascinating about the show is there's so little acknowledgement of how these people have money mm, and mm-hmm. what money they actually yeah. have and how much of it is presentation like you have said numerous times that lisa vanderpump probably lives paycheck to paycheck I think she does they're very large paychecks but i think she lives paycheck to paycheck and yeah. i would love more of that because yeah. that's actually a much more fascinating dynamic than i think as you were talking about some of the fakeness of this. Well, mm-hmm. I think this has been a really interesting discussion. I have no idea if other people will find it, but the one thing I did want to talk about, final thing before we wrap up on uh, Vanderpump, is gaslighting. Every article I read about this was mentioned that Tom Sandoval was gaslighting Ariana about the affair and things like that. And I, I wanted to bring it up because it's like, words have meaning. Yeah. And that term seems to have been whether it's Trump or whoever has seemed to have lost all meaning because he does gaslight he her does. in certain regards but, but not in the ways that these reviews and other people exactly. are saying yeah go ahead you no you well no so um so there is an instance of gaslighting that i remember which was um when he says over and over again like i i tried to break up with you yes. i tried to break up with you and she was like, well, you didn't because we didn't have that conversation. You came home and slept in our bed. We woke up together. All the, like that, that was reality that simply did not happen. And you're trying to convince me it did. But one of the things that I saw, I think a handful of people in reviews point to as what they thought was gaslighting was when he was like, well, she should have known I was cheating. All she had to do was follow me exactly. and see that I wasn't going to my friend's house. That's not gaslighting. That's just shitty. And stupidity. And stupid. And yeah. also just refusing to take responsibility for your actions. Right. right. Like that's classic narcissistic behavior. Yeah, but yeah. Not, not in the great, same. but it's not gaslighting well, in the way that that word means. And lying and deceit are not the same as gaslighting. Yeah. You, there has to be a conscious will to manipulate the other person's reality yeah. to view your reality yeah. as what's correct, even though it is false and so i just i only bring it up just because it annoyed me in so many of the articles i read i don't want this to become another word that like doesn't actually mean i think it's too late well yeah i will i'm here for the good fight so (laughs) um well i just want to end with a recommendation which is the uncertain hour podcast i've been telling you about this Mm -hmm. it is a phenomenal series they've done a whole series in the past on welfare this season is on for-profit welfare and just sort of the history of welfare highly recommend it if you have any interest in public policy and also for uh you know uh making work requirements for people to get welfare it's just a phenomenal series i can't recommend it enough um and then i can't have you on here without coming up with the fact that you know usually when i have a guest on they're allowed to give me feedback on Mm. my trash takes they yeah. can tell me what's what's garbage lucky or not. for you get that every day for me you do thank <laughs> god thank god i could never never uh you know get too big uh, too big for my own britches um oh god that's a terrible expression i yeah, can't believe I that was like, like my father coming out uh-huh. oh god but i just had to do a little victory lap here in the fact that like i think in our 
discussions about Taylor Swift, I think I've been, you know, even though I'm a huge fan of hers and her music, I think I've been a little validated about being on Team Jake with the fact that she is now dating a terrible human being who also produces terrible music. So I don't see great how job, that I'm makes saying. Okay, we can talk about this later. <laughs> I don't see how that makes Jake Gyllenhaal not a bad person in that situation. I'm not, I've never said that. What I said was maybe we don't have this much vindictiveness over a decade well, after a relationship is, fully is a over. She is a 16-year-old girl. She is in a full state of arrested development, and I've always said that. And maybe that shows that, you know, it's not a pure but pleasure trip. But you like the 10-minute version more. So. Oh, so I appreciate the art that's come out of it. I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't be, you know, completely destroying this man a decade later for a relationship yeah. that lasted also six months. Like, maybe she needs to get over well, it. Well, maybe we'll have a record later about her breaking up with a Nazi. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, certainly don't understand how this... Uh, fits into her larger brand, but you know what? Those are the those are the questions that people come to Insatiable Content Podcast yes. to think about and to ponder over. So you're welcome, and you are too, Kate Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope this, like the previous episodes, doesn't cause you to rethink any major life decisions you've made <laughs> recently. But um, yeah, appreciate you coming on. Pre- appreciate you just in general. So. Great. And we will talk about Taylor Swift later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. And until next time.